Hello, welcome to Entrepreneurship at UBC's podcast, Evolution. I'm your host, MJ. Today we have Jeffrey Ching, who is a third-year UBC medical student and has worked with his medical school classmates to serve frontline workers, the public health response, and the community as part of the BC Medical Student Response Team. In addition to research in foci in cornea, medical simulation, and teleophthalmology, he focuses much of his non-medical work in the angel investing space. Jeffrey, it's so nice for you to join us today. Could you tell us more about your background and your connection to UBC? I mean, I've I've gone to UBC my entire uh, post-secondary career. Um, I, I guess with relation to the uh, medical student response team, um, it's not officially associated with the Faculty of Medicine, and we're all just from different years of medicine, year one to four. Um, there are a whole bunch of student groups that uh, really came together organically. So there were different groups in Vancouver, Prince George, the island, and Kelowna that wanted to start their own projects because they wanted to help. Um, and overall, we coalesced into a uh, organization in order to allow uh, for more efficient management of resources and to ensure that we could get help where it was needed the most. That's awesome. So tell me more about what it's like to be a medical student at UBC. Really, I think we're blessed to be in this province, really. it's It's been amazing to have the back, backing of faculty here and all my amazing classmates who are so very gifted in different ways. As a medicine student, what was your initial response to the outbreak when it was announced and how has it affected you on an individual level? Realizing that my classes or my clinical rotations that I was on were cancelled meant that I had no significant structure to my days anymore because normally I would wake up in the mornings, get ready, go to clinic, come back home, study, go to sleep. And that would be the same pattern over and over and over again. Um, for the next year and a half, basically. But when COVID hit, it really threw a wrench in things. You know, this was going to last a little while and that I wanted to help, mainly because like I had come into this profession um, with the desire to help others. And I'm sure that my medical student colleagues do as well. I found it really amazing that there are so many different initiatives and that we were able to bring everyone together um, to help where it was needed the most. When did you know you wanted to be a doctor and what are some of your future plans for your career? I've liked medicine ever since I was a kid and I think that quite a few of my friends can definitely attest to that. Um, It's been an ongoing theme, Um, but I think, again, that's not how everyone necessarily approached it. Um, Some developed the passion later in life and each path's pretty unique. In terms of future plans to where I go, um, I've had interests varying from uh, ophthalmology uh, to emergency medicine, um, mainly because those are two really exciting fields, um, one being more niche than the other, uh, but both involve in the future an opportunity to work um, in an entrepreneurial manner, uh, creating technologies that could help serve others better. I know one of my friends is doing amazing work um, helping uh, bring one of the, uh, I, I guess, technologies that he brought to life um, at the Hatching Health Group um, be, be realized into an actual product. I'm sure that a lot of my colleagues, no matter which 
I guess, discipline they choose to go to uh, will similarly have amazing impacts both in and outside a clinic. I find it quite interesting how you keep bringing back um, entrepreneurship and that entrepreneurial energy. So, you know, people might not link medicine and entrepreneurship right away, but they're actually so connected to each other. Could you speak more as to how you, you view that mindset in your specific discipline? Yeah, so for for me, like I think it's important to define what entrepreneurship is first, right? Um, I, I think for me, it's being able to recognize um, that there is an issue in hand that needs to be solved and that there's a way to, I guess, mobilize action to solve the issue at hand. And I think entrepreneurship is often associated with, you know, finance and startups, people's heads. But I think to me, it's just the natural like creative energy of being able to recognize there's an issue. Let's solve it. I think so many, so many different diseases and issues with different healthcare systems that create inequities in delivery of care to different groups. And all systems are imperfect in their ability to treat everyone to different extents. So to me, entrepreneurship in medicine is the ability to work with different health disciplines in order to gain, a, I guess, a wide variety of perspectives as to what the problems are and from there to identify how we can solve the problems. And it is a really rigorous like, way to go about things. And I, I, I see entrepreneurship not in the financial sense, but in the sense of finding problems and being willing to help and taking action help uh, in my classmates every day. And it really inspires me. Yeah, you make a good point. At its core, entrepreneurship is essentially solving a problem. So I want to look back to the BC Medical Student Response Team that you're a part of. And I want to hear more about what activities the team is doing to support frontline healthcare workers and the community at large. Yeah, so there are a whole variety of activities that I guess we've worked with a whole variety of medical students and organizations um, to match students with. Um, and these include like physician and nursing support, so childcare, which is so very important because if you can't have your child t taken care of, you're not going to work, <laughs> let's face it. Um, and then there's also contact tracing to make sure that we can support public health efforts um, along with uh, educational centers, so the 811 call center where our students help man the phones. Um, we spearheaded efforts in collecting PPE to support our frontline workers. Um, and among other uh, call centers um, and other public health efforts, we also work with uh, trying to support older adults and a vulnerable population. That's great to hear the diverse range of support that you're providing. And as you should know more than me, being a doctor requires many ways of knowing and community building as well. What do you think this situation and the work that you're doing is teaching you and your fellow classmates from a medicine career standpoint? I think we've, we've engaged, first of all, um, and reached out to a whole variety of our related healthcare provider students. So nursing, pharmacy, public health, dentistry, midwifery, um, OT. Um, and it's really emphasized to us that there are different skills that each of our different specialties offers that will empower us to change the future of healthcare. I think this plays along one of the, my frustrations with the healthcare system and frustrations that many may share that 
a lot of healthcare is very, very siloed. And I think that that's one of the things that we need to break down as the coming generation of healthcare workers to ensure that we can be more entrepreneurial in how we solve problems and identify problems. Um, I guess the second thing that has, that this, this uh, I guess, circumstance has made me realize um, is that there's, the, the, the work that frontline workers do is often undervalued and that in this time, there's been, I, I guess it, it's important to recognize that healthcare workers really are certainly very important this time of crisis and that we as community can do a lot to support them. Yeah, you know, moments of crisis can be so instrumental in changing systems because that's kind of when things are shaken up and there's the opportunity to make drastic change. I'm wondering, why do you think it's so important to react and to react as fast as you did? It's important to react to make sure that we're able to support our public health efforts, our frontline workers and our community. But it's important to be proactive as well to make sure that we can identify the gaps in the healthcare system and the community where people are susceptible and so that we can begin to support the efforts to minimize harm to those who are vulnerable and to those who need help. And that's why I prefer that while we have reacted and why, why it's important to react, that we have also been, uh, to say that we, we've also been proactive in terms of trying to manage any of the issues that have come forward. What are some of the challenges that you've faced so far as a team when assembling the BC Medical Student Response Team? The challenges that we've faced so far um, really have included, for example, like working at a fast enough pace to engage all the medical students. There are um, a lot of us and it's difficult to um, I guess build up the administrative firepower necessary to engage all who volunteered as quickly as possible. Um, we've now had 100 positions filled by over 350 students um, and um, that in itself took a lot of work but I think finding ways to streamline that has been particularly difficult. Um, and also just making sure that all of our volunteers are recognized and that we incorporate new projects and criticisms. Um, that in itself is important. That's been difficult to, to, I guess, really incorporate and I guess something that we've worked on consistently. What would you like to tell our audience about how they can support this initiative? Yeah, so there are a whole variety of ways in which I guess the audience can definitely support our initiative. Number one is to Obviously, practice social distancing to make sure that we can get this thing over with, to make sure that we keep everyone who's vulnerable as healthy as possible. Um, but beyond that, uh, we're raising efforts um, uh, with the Canadian Blood Services in order to ensure that um, there's a steady supply of blood, which is just as needed in these times as it was before. Um, in addition, we're gathering PPE um, for our frontline workers, so any support there. Um, if any students or faculty have any family who works in nail salons, for example, have any uh, PP at hand, it'd be great to reach out to our team so that we can get a hold of it so that our frontline workers can be well protected. Um, we've been working on a 3D printing project as well um, to rapidly identify um, solutions that could help our frontline workers and to assess whether or not there's validity to them. So any labs which would be willing to reach out uh, who have 3D printers of all shapes and sizes, 
We'd love to reach out to you to work with you. I, I guess lastly, if, uh, if you want to learn more, you can always check out our uh, Twitter at COVID-19 underscore BC meds. Well, this all seems great, and it's impressive how quickly you'll manage to come together and provide support. And so I'm really thankful for your time and for informing us about this initiative. For sure. And I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to share, I guess, the, 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 the ways in which people can help. And I, I really want to make sure that we can thank all of the medical student colleagues that I've had who've reached out, all the community members and all the associate healthcare workers, um, healthcare worker students who've reached out as well, because without them, um, they, they, there would be nothing going on. So I think the onus is on them that they really shone at this point in time. Remember, if you want to learn more, you can follow the BC Med student response on Twitter at COVID-19 underscore BC Meds. They now have also launched a website at COVID19medstudents.ca. We will leave a link on the bio for you. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you next time. In the meantime, stay safe and stay healthy.